It's Pete Primo, and it is episode number 39 of the Pete Primo Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. And before I introduce our guest, which, who I'm very excited about, remember, we are live. So if it is Monday, noon Eastern, where you're at, ask a question. So let me pay the bills really quickly, and we'll get to it. Sell a million. If you haven't bought this book, What's taking you so long? If you own a furniture or a mattress store and you haven't bought this book, you owe it to yourself to buy it and then do everything in it. Let me tell you this. If you did 10 things, 10, 10 things that are in here, you probably double your business. So after you get it, call me and I'll help you with anything that you need help with. Absolutely free. There's no catch. Okay. Now I have to really pay the bills because Mattress Industry Network pays me a lot of money to sponsor this show, and I appreciate it. Facebook groups, go to Facebook groups and join Mattress Industry Network. If you sell mattresses or you are in the mattress industry in any way, shape, or form, you are welcome to join this group. It is the only group that I know of that is run by retailers, for retailers to help retailers build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. And that's the end of my commercial. Thank you to my friend, Steve. And I'm serious. Anybody who's not part of this group, you really need to join. Uh, you will benefit so much. It's facebook.com groups, mattress industry network. Do it now. And without a further to do, I want to introduce my guest joe peachy welcome to the show oh yeah we're, we're good <laughs> <laughs> joe is an expert in in selling in every imaginable way uh especially on the phone especially in consultative selling which i want to spend a little bit of time because most of our audience is furniture and mattress store owners and there's some uh, reps out there too. And there's some RSA. So we're going to make sure that we give everybody something to take away. So if you are watching this show right now and you have a question for us, interrupt, just come on and you know, jump in the chat, type in your question and Joe or me or Joe and me will answer your question for you. With, without a further to do, Joe, I want to ask you a question. Sure. I want you to take your sales expert hat on, off, and then I want you to put it back on very quickly. So when you call a retail store, a furniture or a mattress store, if you have it in your memory, what are some of the mistakes that people who answer the phone in a retail store make? And give us a prescription too while you're at it. Number one, they're not ready for the call. It's almost like it sneaks up on them. They're it's shock and awe. They're reactive. They're not proactive. They don't have a script, so to speak, on how do you handle that inbound call? What do you say? Even something so simple as, good morning, this is John XYZ Company. How can I help you? And then from there, listen. I think one of the biggest challenges when we take an inbound call is not listening. And then not converting that to, so let's say they say, well, we wanted to know your pricing on a certain mattress. Then what I would do when I say, well, ma'am, and I'd give a value proposition. We deliver the highest quality mattresses that will fit within your budget. And I reshift the whole conversation into being proactive versus reactive. I'll stop there and see if there's anything more you want me to go with. Always be ready is great advice. What is your script? Listen, I, I, I know what some of you are saying out there. I'm not a robot. I don't want to read a script. Listen, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about knowing a script so well that it becomes yours, that you own it. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about you talking like a robot. We're talking about knowing your script so well that you own it, that it's yours. Okay. That's what we're talking about. And 
because I got going a little bit too fast at the beginning, which I have a habit of doing, and at 61, I still struggle with ADD. And the name of the show is Talk Less, Sell More. And one of the things that I've noticed in Joe's material constantly harkens back to our job as a sales professional is to get information, not necessarily spew everything that we know at a customer without knowing why we're relaying that information to the customer. So I want you, Joe, to expand just a little bit on listening, why it's so important and and why in today's world, with all the distractions that we have, it's needed more now than ever? Number one, I think anybody who's a sales professional needs to embark, whether it's DISC, Myers-Briggs, they need to become a master communicator. 80% of communications is the art and science of listening. And so if I know your behavior style, I know how you listen. If I know how you listen, I know how you process. I sell to your processing. We tend, as sales professionals, to listen too little and talk too much. When I stop talking so much and really listening to the full intent of what the other person was saying, they gave me the nuggets I needed to fill their need, to solve their problem. Joe. The reason I'm smiling is because I I listen quite a bit to your videos that are on YouTube, which are great, by the way. Really showcase at least the tip of the iceberg of your of your talent. But when you started talking about Colombo, which is a, almost a generational thing now, but guys and gals out there. If you're not in our age group and you don't know who Columbo is, you've got to watch Columbo because Columbo was this detective who was brilliant, but who came across as a bumbling, simple-minded person. And he would um and ah, and he would scratch his head. And he did all of these things to create a pause, to keep the prospect who in this case was an a suspect to talk more and usually after some of those pauses he would get a piece of information that he would need and then he would spin to turn around and they thought he's leaving and they'd relax and he'd ask just one more question right and it was so good that You've got to watch Columbo. I'm sorry, it's a generational thing, but any of you uh, uh, 50 to 60 year olds know what I'm talking about, and 70 year olds certainly know what I'm talking about. Um, it's really important for you to learn how to almost non verbally keep it going. I mean, if you can keep it going with raising your eyebrows, do it. Well, I, I think once again, we get to the product too quickly. The whole essence of selling, and I'm talking about if they walk in the store, if they're calling for information, is to first find out what their concerns are. So when purchasing a mattress, what is your biggest concern? Whatever they say is their number one objection, but you won't know that if you're right into pricing and product. The second thing is to find out what's important to them in making this purchase. What does they want? The third thing to establish is their timeline. You see, those are questions. Those are not affirmations. Those are not answers. And salespeople, if they're not careful, they can be reactive, not proactive. Don't be an order taker. Make an, be an order maker. Ooh, I like that, Joe. Be an order maker. I like that. So their number number one, find out their concern. What was number two? Find out what's important to them. What is it, what is it that they want? To them. Now we know if they're in your mattress store or your furniture store looking for a mattress, they probably want to wake up happy and pain-free. Now, to the degree that a mattress can impact that, right? If somebody's miserable 
you're not going to make them happy with a mattress. No, maybe you tickle their feet or something. You can make them happy. I don't know. But what is important to them? And then you have to find a way. Hopefully, what is important to them is they want to wake up happy and pain-free. But if it's something else, you need to then shift it over to the real issue. And the real issue is they're either not getting a good night's sleep and they've discovered that they're not getting as good of a night's sleep as you know, there, there's a reason why there's a huge spike in sales in August and September. It's right after vacation season. They haven't left their mattress for years. Now they've gone on a nice vacation, stayed at a nice hotel, laid on a nice mattress and they come back and they're dissatisfied with their mattress right? That's what happens. So um, finding out what their concern is, what's important to them. And guys, this the most important thing after you establish those two is the timeline. Because today we are dealing with supply interruptions. Listen, I want to I speak to you owners right now. And, and then I'm going to speak to the RSAs. You guys are living in unprecedented times. You know, I see it as a rep. I get the questions every day from you. When is my stuff going to be in? And sometimes I have good, good answers for you. And sometimes I don't have good answers for you. We are living in a time where there's actual product shortages. And there is, you know, we've been accused as an industry of creating urgency where there was none. There really is urgency now. If Mrs. Jones likes it, and it's in stock, you really do need to empty everything out and close the sale for her benefit, not for your benefit. And so specifically, I started to trip into RSAs, sales pros who sell at retail. I'm going to tell you today, you have a tool that the last three decades, four decades did not have available. You have real urgency. And all you have to do today, years and years ago, sadly, some of our brothers and our sisters in the sales profession at retail would make up stories to create false urgency. You don't have to do that today. What you need to do is get really good at telling the truth. And the truth is this. We have supply shortages and what they like is in stock right now, if you're lucky and it may not be. And then we're, we'll talk about how to make them wait later. If you've done everything else right, they might wait, dependent. But what Joe said is so important because if their timeline is, I have to have it tonight. I need to sleep on a new mattress tonight. That limits your scope, right? And, and so that narrows the presentation. And that means that you might be required to go and get on the phone with a warehouse right now and find out exactly what's in stock and if this is even possible and then come back to them. But I'm going to warn you about something. All you sales pros out there, a customer that says, I'm just looking, I'm just getting ideas. I don't know, you know, I'm not in any real hurry, you know, maybe in a month or two. Let me tell you what happens to that customer 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes later. That same customer that said that, made that statement to you, once they begin to trust you and they realize that you're different from the other salespeople, and they learn more about what they need. And now they have found a product that is in their budget. They have found a product that solves their problem. Their time, their timetable has completely flipped. Do you know what it is now? I want it tonight. That's what happens. So understand that. Okay. So just because they don't have a tight timeline early in the presentation does not mean that timeline won't change. So be sensitive to that and what you show. If you know that something's out two or three months, you're going to have to use your own judgment and maybe dive into that a little 
little further before you start showing them something that is way out there. Um, Joe, I'm sorry I hogged it up. I, I'm supposed to interview you, and I interviewed myself on that one. That's all right. I, I think one of the things we have to understand is you asked me some of the mistakes sales professionals can make. Sales professionals have to understand the more you talk in the beginning of a presentation, a sales meeting, or what we call a core story, the more they defend their position. Okay. The more they talk, the more likely they are to buy. So I want to open up every conversation with getting them to talk to me. The more they talk, they're buying themselves. A second thing I would recommend, and we have to learn how to reiterate what they've said. Salespeople, all of us have a reputation that we don't listen very well. We interrupt. We finish people's sentences. That's that's what people think about us. So if you are talking to me and I say, so Bob, let me make sure I heard exactly what you said. What you told me was you have a hip flexor which causes you not to be able to sleep on your right side in the mattress you have right now. Is that what you said? He's going to think two things. Number one, this person is listening to me. He cares about my need, not his. And then I slip in the next thing. Bob, was there anything else? And this is where the floodgates open. You realize that the first time they talk to you, they're not telling you the truth. They're defending their position. Many, many, many people will tell you that. 83% of the time, people say no to the first pitch. So I don't pitch. I get them to pitch to me. And then, Bob, you also said that what's most important to you is to get good seven hours of sleep because you work really hard. Was there anything else? Now, here's the first tie down. Bob, after I show you some of our quality products here and, and we find the right fit for you, and you've done your homework undoubtedly about our company, would you consider moving forward with us? That's my first tie down by which we're looking to get some affirmation that this person is beginning to trust me. Now, we haven't talked about a product yet. There's nothing more powerful than repeating a customer's statement question back to them in your own words and asking them, do I have it right? There's nothing more powerful because it shows it separates you from all the other salespeople. 100%. So, so, so another salesperson, they walk in and they're telling them, Hey, we got 70% off. Got a special over here. Got a special over there. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why we're in the fix we're in right now. That's why people would rather buy a bed in a box on a computer screen and they don't trust us because too many of our fellow brothers and sisters in years gone by, that was their approach. And here's something that I, I say it every week and I will say it every day until the good Lord takes me away or I retire, which I don't see happening. The second, not the former. I, I know I'm going away at some point. I just don't see myself retiring, to, to be clear on that point. <laughs> so so, so the, the most important thing that you're ever going to do is listen to your customer, open this conversation up. Separate yourself from all the competitors who don't listen. And what Joe said, you know, I started blushing when Joe said it because I often finish people's sentences. And it's something that sometimes I bite my lip and I bleed because I know I do it and I know I shouldn't do it and I try not to do it. And it, if listen, the most important thing that you as a sales pro can do is understand your strengths and understand your weaknesses and go about fixing them. But the most important thing you're ever going to do is make a customer feel welcome in your store, number one, 
And number two, that you are truly listening to them. And you can't do that unless you repeat back what they've said and ask for clarification, just like Joe just coached you to. Okay. It's so important that if you took away nothing else from this, Take that away and and work on that. And that will make you a fortune. When the customer trusts you, this is what happens. Number one, they buy from you. But that's not enough to build a career on. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not enough. They will recommend you. Some people call that referrals. Doesn't matter what you call it. When you start getting your customers, friends, neighbors, and relatives coming into your store, when they bring them into the store, I've had customers bring them into the store. Hey, I want you to meet Pete. And the first time it happened, I was like flabbergasted. I never heard of a thing like this happening, but it does happen. When you get those referrals and now today, you need five-star online reviews. If you own a store and you don't get five-star online reviews, you're in trouble. You're, you're in trouble because basically what, what you're doing is you're poking a hole in your advertising budget because customers today do not behave the way customers behaved 30 years ago. 30 years ago, customers saw an ad. They say, oh, that sounds interesting. Today, they see an ad and they go, well, let's see. Let's see what kind of let's see what kind of reviews they have. I do it. Everybody does it. So that your customer behaves differently. You've got to get the five-star online reviews. You've got to get the referrals and you got to get the testimonials. It's that's the holy grail. Those are the three things that you as a business have to get. And if your process does something in it that makes it harder to trust you at the end, even though you might have bullied them into a sale, you've just shot yourself in the foot and you're hemorrhaging and you don't even know it. So asking the right questions at the right time, demonstrating to the customer that you've heard them. And then the additional question that Joe said and I wrote it down because it was so good. Was there anything else? Anything else that I should know? Anything else? That is gold. Absolute gold. I can't believe it's almost time for halftime. I was going to do this. Normally what I do is I read a chapter out of my book, but I'm going to read to you. Actually, I'm going to make it up on the fly, the chapter that I should have written. So everybody, if you're in your office, write this down because it's the chapter that I should have written that I didn't write in this book. And it's called Hire Experts. And I don't care who you are, how long you've owned your store. Um, most store owners were great salespeople at one point. And at some point in time, as they grow and they get bigger, they, they, they get off of the sales floor and they don't sell as much. And what happens is selling is a muscle. It's just like a muscle and you have to exercise it every day. And if you don't, it will start to atrophy. It will get smaller and your ability to sell will diminish over time. You will not be as effective. So when I say hire experts, I'm not ta talking about just hiring an advertising guru. And listen, I think you should become an expert in marketing. Good enough that you could do it all on your own, but smart enough that you know if you hire an expert, whether that expert knows his or her stuff. All right. The same thing with selling. You probably were a salesperson at one point, you probably were very successful. But realize if you haven't been selling, you have to constantly sell on the floor 
for those muscles to be strong and vibrant. I can tell you this, my first nine years that I was, that I was on the floor as, as a salesman on commission, making, you know, a living for my family, buying a house, funding my kids, college funds, all on commission. By the end of that, I was very, very strong. And I make sure that I, as a rep, because I've been at this 39 years, so I've been a rep for 30 years, all right? I, as a rep, go on the floor at least a few times a year, and I sell. And do you want to know why? Because I want to stay a little bit in practice, and I understand that I've really slipped, and I'm not as good as I was. But number two, the customers have changed. You know, fundamentally, customers don't change. What they want never changes. But some of their behaviors, the thing with the phone, checking Google reviews, those behaviors have changed. So I want you to break down and do the difficult thing of hiring some experts. I want you to write down advertising. I want you to write down display. I want you to write down sales education. I want you to write down customer service. Okay? And in all those areas, I want you to give yourself a grade. And the one that you're the weakest on, I want you to hire an expert to help you. And you go from the the one that you feel you're the weakest to the strongest. Before you do that, you might want to do something. If you're in a fairly good-sized company, ask your people to give you a grade on those things. Ask them to give you a grade. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I've only known Joe. Joe, we've had, what, two conversations? I can tell you that Joe is an expert. I can tell you right now that he could help you. If you're a sales rep, here's something for you sales reps. You want to learn how to use the phone better? Joe, has a, Joe, do you have a boot camp still on the phone? How to use the phone better? I think the thing you said is so powerful. Sales is a combination of processes, messaging, and skills. Okay? It's not charisma. It's not talent. You can't teach those things. So when it comes to the phone, this the phone is, is and will always be the most important part of virtual selling. Okay? And I don't care if I'm working with retail stores. I don't care if I'm working with outbound How many people are you calling to set up an appointment, whether you're going to them or you're bringing in the store? I'm working with a franchise, and in one year, we increased our foot traffic 79%. But because we went through old leads, leads, people who showed any interest, and we made the phone call outbound to bring them in. The phone is the quiet assassin. Nobody wants to use it. And yet, I have found, I don't care if it's with COVID, I mean, 91% of our business, 91% comes from me mining a lead that I don't know, picking up the phone, booking an appointment, whether I'm going to them or they're coming to me. So it's very powerful. And again, this is not about being a till of the hun. This is not about having to have thick skin. This is about the right scripting. It's about the right communications, and it's about being so process-driven that it's not about rejection, because if a person rejects what I say, they're rejecting the benefit I provide, not me personally. Did I answer your question? Yes, but specifically for our sales reps that are listening, right? are there any trainings that you do currently that would help them uh, use the phone better? Oh, yeah. We, We have... And I don't know where you're located, but we have a a live three-day sales boot camp. People come from all over the country. Yes, retail people come too. Because on day three, after we build out the script, we teach communication styles, we teach all different lead generation. On day three, we're making live two hours worth of live outbound calls. We score somewhere in the 72 to 75% 
of getting people to accept an appointment that want an appointment. I have very, very, I haven't had a no show or cancellation in 10 years. We usually get through a gatekeeper 88% of the time. Now, some of you are, or you, most of you are talking B to C. Well, the gatekeeper can be the wrong person answering the phone. Okay. And so this is the actually Global Gurus has ranked the sales training boot camp that we have, Rapport Mastery, as the number one sales training workshop on the globe. And so it's powerful. I do private coaching. Okay, whereby I'll work with you privately, but I will not take a sales training contract if we're not going to put phone etiquette and real skills live in that training. I can come into your company, but the key to the phone is this. It's more effective today than ever because people want to hide behind emails and texting. And while you're doing all that stuff, I will get the person on the phone. And I can testify that Joe is excellent on the phone. I can testify to that. I told Joe we're going to be doing business. So, Joe, I want you to dive into this in particular. Um, You not only coach salespeople, but you also coach business owners. And and there are store owners out there that could greatly, greatly benefit from, from your coaching. Uh, and basically it's one-on-one and you know, you kind of create the curriculum around what they need, right? It's very customized. Um, I help, I help business owners, first of all, create the right structure, the right accountability standards, making sure when they hire, you said such a powerful thing about hiring the right person. I think sometimes we hire people that we like and they th- we think they got great potential. I was a football coach for 20 years. Potential gets you fired. I think what you have to have is a job description of what you want that person to do. And they have to be able to do those things coming in. Yeah, you can train them. But salespeople, you hire slow, you fire fast to either get it or they don't. And so I think the key is we help people set up those those metrics. What does this salesperson need to have? We do that with any piece of hiring they're doing, any any type of person you need, account managers, collections. We have a thing called consultative collections. So when I go into an owner, we're going to map out their business strategy and make sure everything leads to the next thing. At the end of the day, We can waste a lot of time. We can waste a lot of money. I have a system I work with people on called priority and time management, which can reduce wasted time, give you greater clarity and focus, help you work in your highest revenue producing activities. I want to share something with you, Joe. Okay. Um, And thank you for that. Anthony Amato, who owned... uh, who who owned uh, World of Sleep years ago. I think he built it up to maybe 15 or 20 stores at one point. He used to tell me, and he told me this several times over the course of the years, I can teach anyone to sell a mattress. But what I can't do is I can't teach somebody respect. I can't teach somebody manners. I can't teach somebody work ethic. I can't teach these things. If their mother and father haven't taught this to them by the time they were six or eight, I I can't do anything. And I think you've said it in different words. You say hire for character and develop skills. Sales is is teachable, but You know, I see so many people, they hire people because they're outspoken. They talk fast. They talk loud. They got charisma. That doesn't mean they can sell. That means they can talk loud. They can talk, you know, and and they're entertaining. It doesn't mean they can sell. It doesn't mean they're going to be, they're going to get their paperwork done. It doesn't mean they're going to do what you want them to do. So if you have clear expectations, owners, and they're written down, and you say, these are the things we're paying you for. Will you do these? And they sign off on them. You're going to hire less bad people. Okay. I mean, I go into company. I, I was in the company. Quick, 
quick example. I was sitting with the owners. I had gone in and done two days of sales training where we blew up. They're, they're a, a trucking company. They do logistics. And uh, they had this one guy who seemed to be the best because he was the best talker. Well, I went back with the owners. I started doing some, some coaching. And the, then they brought their management team in. And I said, so what are your accountability standards? How are you measuring? What are your metrics? And this one guy says to me, he goes, you know, I'm not into that. I just like to hire them and turn them loose. And all I'm concerned about is their numbers. I said, you realize that your salespeople are your first point of contact with your clients or customers. They can build or destroy your brand with one sentence. And he goes, yeah, well, look at, and he gave the name of a former pro basketball player. And I don't want to give it, I don't want to do controversy here. Look at that guy. You know, he didn't even have to go to practice and he didn't have to do this. And I said, so how many championships did he play on? Zero. And how many teams did he wind up playing on? Nine. So because he could hit the three-pointer that made him successful, I don't think so. So a lot of what we have to do as sales leaders is measure and hold people accountable. Yeah, I cannot help but counter with the story of Michael Jordan, who was cut from his freshman basketball team, who worked his ever-loving fanny off to make the team eventually became a high school star, eventually became a college star, and some consider him to be the best of all time. Whether he was or not doesn't even matter. What matters is Michael Jordan is an elite basketball player, but more importantly, he's an elite human being because he had a dream and he was willing to sacrifice for his dream and he was willing to not negotiate with non-negotiables. So Joe, can you tell I've been listening to your material? Buddy, that is my favorite words, non-negotiables. Non-negotiables of sales. There's eight of them. Now, you can put those non-negotiables into any business. You will double, triple, quadruple your numbers from where you are right now. You want to give one or two? Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you. I'll tell you what, I'll do four. Okay. All right, I'll give you four. I won't give the foundation. I will give the ones that impact right now. Your store owners right now can put these in. Number one is how many ways are you generating prospect leads? Or are you just sitting there waiting for them to walk in the store because they had nothing better to do or you were in a strip mall or you had a great location? How many ways are you proactively generating leads and how many days a week do you generate leads? Number two, how many people in your store, how many times are you making outbound calls with the idea to bring people in the store? How many outbound calls? Number three, how many sales presentations or what we call core stories are you doing every day, every week, every month? Because that one right there determines your volume. And the fourth, how good are you and are you managing your priorities and your time? Because you can't manage time if you don't prioritize it. Those four things are what has weathered every bad economy for us. Uh, an article was written many years ago, The Common Denominator of Success. They took the top sales professionals that hit the top of the chart every week, every month, every year, every year. Those were the four things that they did. So before you store owners say, I don't, that number two doesn't apply to me, phone calls proactively. I was blessed in my retail career to have met somebody with, with vastly more experience. And it was a slow day. And when I say it was a slow day, it was a slow day. Nobody's coming in. And uh, I'm going to use his name, Darren. Darren says, Pete, looks like we need a dial for dollars. And I go, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? And he goes, do you got any layaways? I go, oh, yeah, I got tons of layaways. Let me show you how it's done. And he goes through and he starts calling these customers and saying he hasn't seen them in a while, blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, not only did we have a bunch of cash flow coming in, people making payments on their layaways, but people asking, could they add to that? And then when we ran out of layaways, guess what we did? 
guys, this is going to floor you. And you're going to say, duh. And before you say, duh, just ask yourself one question. Do you do this every day? Because if you don't, start doing it and it'll make you a ton of money. I started calling my customers that had just received delivery in the last few weeks. Because the phone starts ringing, the truck breaks down, all kinds of stuff is happening, and and it's the tyranny of the urgent, right? You got to put out this fire and put out that fire. I lived retail for nine years. It still hasn't changed. But when you call somebody and you thank them for their purchase and you ask them if everything is okay and is there anything I can do to help you with your with your purchase now that it's in your home are there any questions on taking care of it what people are so thankful they've most of them will say Pete I've never had anyone do this before I, I don't know what to say to you and do you want to know something? I'm going to tell you this right now, ladies and gentlemen, that embarrasses me. It embarrasses me because I love our industry. I love our industry and I know that we don't do that religiously. And if you want to do that religiously, you're going to make a lot of money. And then I get this when I explain this to some owners. Yeah, but Pete, I'm just encouraging complaints. Dude, if you got a complaint, let's get it up on the table and let's talk about it. And if it's a man, an expectation that needs to be managed, let's have the conversation. And if it does cost me money because something is wrong and I need to make it right, then for the love of everything that is holy, make it right. But most importantly, make it right just because you're a good human being. Now, I'm going to tell you three reasons why you should make it right. Number one, do you ever want to get a referral from that customer? Number two, do you want a five-star online review from that customer? Or do you want to get trashed on Google and maybe never even know it? And number three, do you want a testimonial from that customer? Because customers that have complaints that haven't been solved do not refer, do not give testimonials, and do not give five-star online reviews. As a matter of fact, they'll go out of their way to destroy your business. And if you do a great job, you'll be lucky if they tell one or two or three customers. But if you do a bad job, they'll tell 10. And the worst part about it is you'll never even know what happened to you. So use this phone. This piece of it is huge. We don't use it enough. And the fact that I have a phone expert here, in addition to a selling expert, and if you guys don't call him, you're absolutely nuts. Nuts. How about this phone call? You wait a month later. Hey, Jim, this is Joe. How's sleep going on that new mattress? Yeah, pretty good. Well, look, you've had a great experience with us. Yes, I have. Do you know anyone that would benefit from the service that we've provided you. Any family members, any friends? And here's what they're going to think. You know what? My brother's been complaining about, he's been talking about, would you like to introduce him to me or would you just like to give me his number and I'll call him? And then my phone call is something like this. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, Bob, I just talked to your brother. This is Joe Peachy from XYZ Batches Company. Is this a good time? Well, let me tell you what we do. We provide high-quality mattresses that'll fit within your budget. And then don't talk. I'm going to tell you something. I believe the outbound phone call can do, it's the most proactive thing you can do in sales. And yet as sales, the retail sales mentality, if we're not careful, can be 100% referral or just reactive when there is so many people. There are so many people that if you got their name and number and made those calls, would it be a high conversion? I don't know. But what if you sold five, five more mattresses a month? What does that do? What does that do to your commission? Yeah. What's it do to your commission and what's it do to your bottom line business owners? 
Five more sales. How many times did you break even and, and not make a profit? How many times? How many times did you just not break even? Five sales would have put, pushed you over the top, would have put you in the black. Come on. I, I work with a company that they, um, they sell tires and wheels. And the outbound call was never part of what they did. It was all retail, heavy marketing, advertising. You know, it was all that. So we introduced the outbound call. Are these round tires that go on cars you're talking about? Yes. Okay. I just want to make one statement before Joe tells his story. Don't ever complain, Mr. and Miss, Mrs. Mattress Store owner, about commoditization. There is no industry, no industry in this world that has more commoditization than this industry that Joe's talking about. Please go ahead. 20% of the population needs tires every day. And there's everywhere you can get tires. And they're selling high-end tires. And so I had to teach them, number one, because nobody's ever called me about tires. So I knew there was no competition out there. The second thing is when you learn to sell your uniqueness, and that's a whole training unto itself. But when you know the uniqueness of what you provide, when you know what's unique about you, when you know what's unique about your company, there that is where competition goes away. And so that's what I mean about a sales consultative process. Before I ever get to price or product, I have buried 99% of my competitors with questions, clarification, and building a case on our uniqueness. So we took this phone call thing outbound. And we literally, just in the state of Florida, increased foot traffic with all their stores by 79%. Now we've done it nationwide and, and the numbers get crazy when if I walked into a master store a few months ago and I just looked around and the mattress salespeople were sitting on the mattresses. And all I was thinking about was, why don't they pick up the phone to anybody who's ever been in here and walked out of here without a mattress and they probably still haven't bought one? Yep. Well, the... There, the the life of a mattress consumer is very interesting. It's a very long, protracted uh, process that basically starts with a customer going into a store, become becoming overwhelmed, or in many cases underwhelmed. Either they're greeted with the "Happy, I've got seventy percent off sale" guy or gal, or they get complete apathy. They won't even move off of the damn mattress and say hello to them. Um, those two extremes occur too often for my liking uh, and too often for your liking, Mr. and Mrs. Store Owner. Um, we, we need to really think about what's going through what, what is the experience that we're providing for our customer? What are we doing here? Are, are we really about waking up happy and pain-free? Because if we are, if we're, we're all about waking up happy and pain-free, helping our customers do that, and then if we understand that there are three things, three, that contribute to our wellness, your exercise program, your nutrition program, and then your rest program. If you understand that you're one of the legs on that three-legged stool and without it, it falls, then maybe we would start, stop pulling punches and start really going after the business the way we should. Because let me tell you something. If you know you're a good, honest person and you know you want to help them and you've shopped your competition and you understand how good or not good your competitors are, then you will stop at nothing 
to help your customers get into the right matches for them. And I'm not talking about high pressure. I'm talking about not stopping. And not stopping starts with starting. Why do you, if you're a sales pro on a retail floor, why are you waiting for the door to swing? Why are you waiting for the door to swing? You have any friends? You got any neighbors? Do you know anybody? Why aren't you picking up the phone? Why why don't you own your own sales business? I wrote a blog years ago. It's your sales business. It's your sales business. Let me tell you something. There's a handful of retail salespeople that I've seen take that approach. They don't sell a little bit more. They don't sell double. They sell four and five times as much as an average salesperson. They don't go on to achieve great things in retail. They end up owning manufacturers. They own up being presidents of manufacturers, every one of them that were proactive. So that's the test. You say you want to be successful? You really want to be successful? Then stop negotiating with the non-negotiables. And one of the non-negotiables is your comfort level, right? Yeah. Can I give your, your guests a free gift? Yes, please. Right. Please do. All right. Take out your phone and go to the text box and type in the word, one word, sales edge. Some phones will split it. Make sure it's one word. Text it to 55678. That'll take you to a peachy and peachy link. That link will take you to a splash page. Now, there's a whole series, a free series, Recapture Lost Revenue Through Virtual Selling. There is e-courses, downloads. There's links to our podcast, Sales Edge. And there's also a link to sellmorevirtually.com. That's our membership platform. Every Thursday night, I'm out there doing a live coaching or training. There's e-courses there. But there's so much free content. Send that. Take advantage of it. And uh, always know this, if you ever want to just grab a cup of joe, just call me at 407-947-2590. So I have to tell everybody here a funny story. So on Saturday, I am uh, finishing the uh, my schedule for the week. And what do I have coming up? Well, one of the most important things early in the week is talking to Joe. And how I got in contact with Joe is uh, Kurt uh, Mercadante said, you have to meet Joe. Joe is amazing. And I had heard this about Joe before. And I had connected him with on LinkedIn and I never did anything with it. So anyway, I'm on his website and I'm learning everything I can about Joe. And I see this, this number, and I text this number. And the next thing you know, 407-947-2590 or some number like that pops up on my screen. It's Joe, and he's calling me. And he just wanted to make sure that I got what I needed when I texted his number. And I'm saying, that's amazing. I have another fellow sales professional that works on Saturdays, just like all of our sales pros and just like most of our store owners, right? When you own a store, you never stop working because even when you're away from the store, what's going through your mind? And it's the same for me. And every sales rep who's worth his or her salt, we're the same way. Our, 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 there is no off button. We're always thinking about what can we do for our customers? What can we do for our clients? So Joe will call you. And I think if nothing else, you should do it just to experience how a real true sales professional conducts his business. So that is an unbelievable gift. And, uh, I, I want to wrap this up, but I could keep talking for two or three hours. I, I, 
I, I just have a few things that I've been dying to talk to you about, Joe. I want you to talk about authenticity because sometimes I worry about our salespeople and our, our specifically our sales pros at retail that they kind of almost kind of get in a rut and some of them kind of get into the salesy thing and, you know, it's killing them. It's not helping them. And, and, and some of the things that I heard you talking about authenticity just resonated with me and my heart at such a deep level. I just said, this is a guy who, who thinks about it exactly the way I do. And, and ladies and gentlemen out there, I, I, I want you to really understand how important authenticity is. And I want Joe to talk to you about it for a few minutes. Well, being authentic is being yourself, but but have authentic and integrity and all those things come down to this. You got to do what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it. I have not. Uh, one thing that will make you authentic, it'll separate you from the pack is return every phone call same day. It return every request, even if somebody's calling to complain. That begins authenticity, them knowing they can reach out to you. You're approachable. You got to be real. Something else. Being authentic is is really immersing yourself in getting better every day. I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, I would ask you, what are you reading? What are you listening to? Are you involved in professional and personal development? Sales is a profession. It's not something you do because you couldn't get an accounting job. You make more money than an accountant if you do it right. But really... Do you treat everyone with respect? That's being authentic. And I think it's easier today to make money than every in the, ever in the history of the world because most of your competitors are asleep at the wheel. They're lazy. They don't go the extra mile. They don't treat people with that extra concern. Just by being authentic and on top of your game, you're going to outsell your competitors. Do you know that was spoken like a true football coach? Well, I, I, I reverted back. <laughs> uh, that's that's beautiful. What are you reading? What are you listening to? And then the last one is, what are you doing about it? Write it down. Write down. What, what did this person that whose book I just read, what are the top, three things that I need to do that I need to change. And I'm going to give you guys a little clue, a little clue. You have not made a change unless you've probably changed something in your daily ritual. Let's say that again. You probably haven't made a change that's meaningful unless you've made a change to your morning ritual. Okay. Joe, take us home, man. Well, I, I would say this. Whatever level we're at, okay, assess where we are. Hey, guys, we're at the end of September here. So, I don't know, maybe you have 10 days before the fourth quarter. What are you going to do in the next 10 days that's going to prepare you, get you in position to have a great fourth quarter? The danger in having a bad fourth quarter, it spills into quarter number one, 2022. And the way that you can absolutely have a great fourth quarter is how many meetings are you really doing? How many people are you touching? You know, how many referrals are you getting? What are you doing to get better in your craft? You know, it, success is very simple. You find the prize, you find the price, you pay it. Most people won't pay it. And by paying it, this fourth quarter, believe I mean, last year, everybody thought 2021, the world is going to change. The world ain't changed a lick. Have you? Have we? We grew in the last two years where a lot of our competitors have not because we stayed focused on the non-negotiables. We're ready for the best fourth quarter we ever had because in the last quarter, we got ready for quarter four. Joe? That was amazing. Thank you so much Thank you. For, for helping not only our store owners, but our sales reps that listen and our sales pros. I think everybody can listen to this 
and everybody can benefit from it. And uh, this is an episode that I think people will listen to with a pen in their hand and a piece of paper, and they could probably listen to it four or five times and come away with new things each and every time. Joe, thank you so much. It is an absolute pleasure. And Kurt, thank you for introducing me and Joe. Um, You're going to be on our show. Yes, okay. and, I, and I'm going to be on Joe's show uh, yeah. this Saturday That's right. um, on the 25th, and I am so looking forward to it because I really, uh, I've got four or five other things I want to talk about, and I, I made the decision probably about 20 minutes ago that I'm not going to go over that I want to do another show with Joe um, here uh, probably in the next uh, few months because... This is what I want every guest to give to my customers and to my dealers that listen to it. Actionable things that you can do today to make more money. And with that, I say goodbye and have an awesome day. Make a change today and call Joe or text him. I texted him. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you.